All right, welcome to another episode of the Digital Recruiter Podcast, podcast where we share all the ins and outs of what's going on in the recruiting industry. I'm your host and Clark Wilcox, founder of the Digital Recruiter. Today, I am joined by Kevin Logan Jr. He's a recruitment consultant, former Amazon recruiter, founder of Creator Magicians, agency recruiter, podcast producer, content creator extraordinaire, digital recruiter partner, and soon to be coach, even if you might not know it, he's been helping out and doing an awesome job with our members in the program. He is awesome, high energy. I'm so excited to have him on here today. Kevin, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Soon to be coached. Looking forward to it. Y'all have an awesome program, what you're doing. It's been an absolute delight to be folded in. So I appreciate you and appreciate you for having me on your podcast. Of course, man. Of course. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun seeing you on, on the group call. I think it was just one last week, but you just blew everyone's minds. Uh, you know, it, it, it was super cool. So excited to kind of dive into recruiting and content and, and get, you know, your experience out there for, for the people listening. So we'll start how we always start. How'd you get into recruiting? Yeah, you know, it's um, I'm my getting into recruiting story is just a bit different than normal, I feel like, because I feel like everybody's story is always that they fell into it, they they tripped over something and, and landed into it. Whereas I'm this really weird person that actually went to school, got a degree for to be a recruiter, not even to be in human resources, which is what normally people do. And then they get to recruiting. I actually went to college and studied things to be a recruiter. So I'm kind of wow. weird. How did that even, Yeah. how did 100%. you know about recruiting going into college? Fair point. So that's actually a great point. I should segue that. So the first iteration of college, I wanted to be in the FBI. That didn't work out so well. So then six years passed where I got my maturity level up and then I went back to college and it was after doing, it was probably after the, the recruitment sphere came into my, into, um, into um, my sphere when I realized how hard it was to get a job. So I'm the king of remedial jobs, uh, construction, retail, um, you know, anything where honestly, I was probably the smartest person in the room because I didn't have probably the, the greatest um, self-esteem or whatever at that time. So uh, yeah, I just, I, I love being, I love being the, the king of remedial jobs. And when I went to go get a real professional job, I could not, nobody would sniff me. And it was because I was I was BSing the whole time. So it was it was through that process of talking to recruiters and being like, oh gosh, like I bet they know how to get jobs all the time because they know this process. And I was like, you know what? I should go back to school for this. And then I did. And then I applied at Amazon. And that's how I started in recruitment. Fascinating. Have not, I mean, every story is always different, but it's the first one where I've heard some intent to actually get into recruiting. Uh, and that's, it, it makes sense. Talk to me about the, what do you mean by the BSing piece? Yeah. So, um, and you know, you see it a lot with, I, I do a lot of resume rewrites and I talk to a lot of people about earlier in their career. And, you know, when you're on LinkedIn long enough or you're just job searching long enough, if you don't, you know, you only know what you know. So we get in this place where we like to we like to take information from people, whether they're believable or not. And so there was this interesting dichotomy that would happen. I'd get on social media and I would see this influencer or this creator say something about their, their resume or the interview, and I would take that and I'd run with it. And then I'd get on the next day and I would see another creator influencer say that a contradictory thing to what this person said. So I was like, wait, but then I'd make that, I'd make that change. 
And then a week later, and then by the seventh change, I'm like, wait, is this what's not helping me? Is this what's not helping me? Is it the first iteration? And so there's just so much information out there that if you don't know what you don't know, or you don't have a process to find believable people, be patient, take your time, then it is amazing the amount of BS that you can, that can influence your own thought process, whether you have a skill set that you have confidence in or not, because there's just so much information out there. It's a great point. It's a great talk. I mean, we can, we'll, we'll dive into this one now because I know we wanted to, we wanted to, it's something we care both about, right? Like how to Definitely. be authentic, how to kind of find, right, your, your own internal compass and making sure you don't get kind of off track there because it's been in that stage. I remember learning, I mean, I was learning recruiting, but really the online stuff, right? You get on LinkedIn, you get on Twitter, you know, that's like self-improvement. It's, you know, and, and health, you know, like the health spears, they always talk about, do you do cold baths? Do you not do cold baths? And I'm like, I did one cold bath and I hated it. I'm like, I'm not, I like hot showers, <laughs> uh, you know, but apparently it doesn't make me tough. So it is what it is, right? <laughs> and so like, I'll figure out other things besides cold baths, right? So it's like, you got to right. kind of figure out like, no, 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 like I'm good. Like that's your way. That's not going to be my way. How did you start? getting there with the LinkedIn stuff? Like what, what kind of help? Cause you're very like firm in your boundaries now and being authentic. Yeah. That's why I like, I resonate with you immediately. That's why I think we've connected, you know, so well in this last few months, how, what was that journey like for you to kind of be able to find your own thing? A hundred percent. And to be a hundred percent honest, it came with a lot of faking, a lot of lying and a lot of stealing. And I'll be a hundred percent open and honest about it. When I first came onto this platform to create content, I had no idea who I was or who I wanted to be. I had no idea what I wanted to say. I just knew that I wanted to say something yeah. and I knew that I wanted to help people. And so I came in, I came here with the right frame of heart and the wrong frame of mind, because instead what I did was I took and stole content from like the Joel Algies of the world, which I told him about, by the way, um, I stole content from like other creators and then I'd. I wouldn't, you know, I think there was two times where I literally stole the whole post. Okay. Put it on. Luckily, somebody, somebody called me out and just, Hey, you're right. My bad. So it was like th that trial and tribulations of figuring it out, of doing the wrong thing. But, but then, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that, that has a will to not give up. So there's a piece of that too. When you're first starting, you lack so much confidence you have no idea what you want to say. And then you're so nervous about how the world is going to interpret your life, your views, your thoughts, your values, your morals, that we, we tell ourselves our own story, which oftentimes is not the story that we should be telling ourselves, which is if, if we only help one person, then we've done our job that day. And so, you know, the, the way I've, I've gone through that, and it's with the help of other content creators that help me understand this is trial and error showing up every day consistently, putting my thoughts out there. And I knew that over time, I would get clarity on that. And we know that clarity is the new creative. And, you know, I, I stopped trying to be so creative, stopped trying to be so funny, stopped trying to be all this stuff that people wanted to be. And then I would just show up just as I am with the thought that was in my head and run with it. And um, it was either received well or not. And so I've been here, I've been on this platform since August of 2020. I took a year off from, from April 22 to 23. But in that time, in these three years, probably within like no joke, Clark, within the last six months is where I finally found my footing in terms of who I am, who I want to be on this platform 
and how I can deliver that in the myriad of ways that talk to me, that will talk to the people I want to help. It's a, a fascinating journey. Very similar. Like I, I resonate with it deeply. And I'm sure a lot of people listening do too, especially when posting any on any platform. Uh, very similar to kind of how I started out five years ago, posting on Facebook and then pivoted to LinkedIn and all that. When I kind of came back into recruiting, it, it, there is, it's like a self transformation that kind of has to happen. I've also, also felt like really inauthentic in 2018 when I first started posting after a few months, I'm like, I'm full of shit. <laughs> like the, I just, and that's just like, it's uh if you have that and it's just like, you feel like you kind of have to just like, it's okay to shut it down. And kind of reframe it's probably you know someone telling you right that, that something's up right you got to kind of do some work some internal social soul searching and there's nothing wrong with that right as you said i mean i love what you said you had the right frame of heart but not right right frame of mind i mean that is that is a great line i resonate with that deeply uh, it, it it's a battle but as you said, once the other side, once you start being, yeah, this is a battle I think everyone, all of us face, right? At some point in our lives, right? Is, is are yep. we enough, right? Is what do I have to say mm -hmm. enough out there? And it, it's so important getting into the, get having that down before you start posting. It sounds silly. It's LinkedIn posts, like content. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? But I, I can attest to what Kevin, what you're saying. Like I had to do that too, before I started posting on LinkedIn, I really had to prepare my frame of mind going into posting to be like, what do I want to get out of it? And you mentioned on something, it's just the process, right? I'm trying to using it to get my ideas, to get clarity, to see how the market's yep. reacting and to find the people that are in my corner. Right. If you look at it as that way and kind of yep. dissuading people that aren't in your corner, you don't have to go after them or anything. It's just like, all right, like go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing. Right. You know, like, there's what's a, that do for you? Yeah. There's an interesting thing to that part right there. And it, it, it came to my brain today when somebody DM me <clears throat> and it was. Um, I think I think people misunderstand content and creating content from this from this. That's not true. For me personally, this is the reason I create content that maybe you don't understand. 60% of the reason I create a, a piece of content is not to necessarily help people out there. It's to start conversations with people in my network. So for instance, like today, I created a post that I knew would create a conversation. So what am I doing? I'm building relationships with people that are in my network that would normally come to talk with me. These people are normally coming to talk with me. Okay. So I have, to, I, so personally, the way I realize this is content is the best handshake, right? Every day I can talk to people that I would never have access to. How can I, how can I reach them through my content? And then through that, you can have a conversation in the comment section. And so people don't recognize that you can literally reach the most amazing people in the world that you would never have access to any other way on earth, not on Instagram, not on Facebook, not on X, not on threads, not on any other platform than LinkedIn. And that's because this is a business professional platform where we have your background and experience and we can do our own research to know if you're full of shit or not. And, and people utilize this platform as a way to not only to talk about their opinion leadership, but the reality is 
you know, getting a job is one of the most important things that we do in life because it provides a roof over our head, clothes on our back and food on the table. And so I think people have to recognize that the emotions that are on this platform that are both ways strong, you know, it's because the nature of the business, that's what this is. This is a business, but it's also a personable way that you can do it. Don't just think of your content as a piece of content that's there to tell somebody how to think of your content as your hand going out to somebody to say, Hey, how are you doing today? And then be open to giving the opportunity to have a conversation. That's why I think I do content better than anybody else personally. It's uh, it's a great reframe. I mean, it's a needed reframe, right? I said to, to leverage the piece of LinkedIn, as you said, it's a business networking platform and we can laugh at some of the vanilla stuff that's out there, some of the cheesy things or whatever, which is all legit. But I think you and I, you look at it as like, well, how do I turn this into my, in, in, you know, in my favor? Like, how do I leverage this in, with my strengths? And you're already an actually outgoing person. So you, you're just kind of, you're just sharing what's in your head in your day-to-day conversations, right? We talk about how do I bring the offline online? Right. And I know we were going to kind of get into like, that's the ideal way to create content, right? All these recruiters, agency owners that are so great in in person meetings or Zoom meetings at networking events, right? It's like, how do you package that online? And they're missing that mindset you just talked about, that that framing of, you know, just get get it out there, right? And you're people, agencies always talk about how much we want to help people, right? Well, this is how you do it. Right. You kind of share what you what are you guys doing already to help people and share those things. That's it. And then you get more. Or what skills do you already have? For instance, and I don't know we didn't talk about this. Clark, do you play an instrument? None. Well, Okay. Do you have a skill outside of your professional career? Yeah, like like a sports skill, playing golf or tennis or soccer or something like that. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. How many people do you think would resonate with golf content if you could find a way to talk about that and make it resonate with recruiting content? I mean, millions. Uh, millions. And so what I, what I try to reframe people to think is bring that outside to the inside. What skill – so you look, at, you look at my content. Let me give you an example. I have a guitar because I can play a guitar. Okay? Boom. That's a skill that I can bring into my content that I know is going to resonate with guitar players, with instrument players, with people that like music and creative. It's a whole segment. Okay. Boom. That's one. What's another thing I do? I sing on this platform. I'm like just kind of okay at singing, but you know what I do know about singing? I know it's one of the hardest things to do. And it's something that, that, that is bring that most people have fear over. So I know if I can do it and I can show you then anybody who has a fear over something anything, public speaking, heights, whatever, that's able to solve it, able to face it, well, I'm going to resonate with them. And and it's so many, right? Think about all the skills that you have. Music, art, do you draw? Are you good at playing video games? Like there's so many things that we just don't consider as far as our content in a way to make it work for recruitment or whatever our professional career is. Well, it's a. I want to build off this point because talking about into sales, right? If we have recruiters, we have recruiters listening to this, owners, salespeople. Think about the sales process. If you're posting that type of content, if you establish someone, right? If you think about any creator that you follow or you look at their tweets or what Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, right? 
what is it? Because they're typically helping you. They're, they're they're making you wear something. They're simplifying something. They're helping you face your fears, right? If it's right. recipes on Instagram, my wife and I DM each other all the time. We have all lists like, oh, like simple recipes or healthy recipe, all that. It's like we're adding a list, like, right? We follow those people because they've simplified something. They've they've helped us kind of solve a problem or, you know, was just like made it readily accessible, it's the same thing with LinkedIn content, right? If, like, how have you fixed a hiring process, right? How have you fixed like time to fill, like all that stuff? A lot of companies have they've they've never solved that problem. They have no idea. Then there's a lot within your niche or vertical. It's the same thing. So if you're able to talk about that, but also able then you're able to show your communication. If you're tying together a hobby with how you solve hiring problems, that's a next level of communication that shows how you're standing out. It's building the personal. It looks authentic. Yep. And you're standing out from the dime a dozen recruiters that are hitting them up in most yep. most industries. I mean, it's just, it covers so many layers, like what you're saying. And I just... I want people to to recognize that because it's so powerful. When that light comes on and you know how to access that, it, it, you'll have leads forever. Like it's it doesn't you don't you can it, you turn you decide if it's on or off. So they have tech stacks, but they also people have creative stacks. Okay, yeah. your first stack is like a text post. Anybody could do that. Super easy. The next stack is like. A video post, right? Little, little more engagement, little more authority, little more trust. The next stack is like adding a skill with your writing. So maybe you do like a haiku post. Maybe you do like a carousel where you can do some creative writing. The next stack is video with a skill. So maybe on video, you're talking about recruitment while playing a guitar. So maybe it's a melody that you're just playing, which instead of you know putting like some TikTok audio, that's your audio, right? Okay, boom. Now it's going to resonate with it. Like, and so you keep stacking and that's how you become a better creator where you're going to resonate more to your point. Because what we said earlier, there's so much information. There's so much noise. The way that you cut through the noise is that you have to show up in a unique way that people aren't used to seeing. And you have to hook them in the first five seconds because there's 20 million other videos that are creative and know how to hook people because they have huge YouTube teams. You're going against them. So you have to stack, you have to continue to stack and add to your, add to your creations because that's going to add to the value that you're perceived in the market. I and will, you're going to resonate more. With a caveat, if you're authentic and you bring the goods starting with text posts. Yes. Correct. If you're if you're stacking just a stack, but you don't you're you're a, a soulless brand approach, which most people just <laughs> follow the brands that yeah. they see, and it's like, well, why isn't it resonating? Why am I not getting any engagement? It's not necessarily about likes, but just engagement, whether it's DMs, you know, some comments or whatever. It's because you, you haven't figured out what makes you authentic, like what, what the the soul, the kind of the, the connection, right? With you know with what? your brand. Yeah. Sorry, that's a great point. That's actually a fantastic point. 99% of the stuff I say is not new. It is not novel. Like it's not. All I'm doing is repackaging it in a way that, that speaks to me and my creativity, whether that's doing it in a funny way with the stuff I do with Janai, the funny videos, or the text posts that I write creatively, or the storytelling I'll tell, where it's the same education. I'm just delivering it in a way that's more entertaining, that, that will that you're more likely to read or pay attention to versus the normal way that this informa information is packaged, which is just 
throwing it at you. I want to start a conversation with you. And so my content, I try to have that conversation with you and engage your brain in a different way with the exact same content, I'll bet. Maybe there's a little bit of nuance based on my own experience, but for the most part, there's nothing new under the sun. No, except for you. You're new. Like that's you're fair. you. That's the thing. When it goes through the Kevin Logan filter, correct. That's where it's new, and it's, and that's why I tell every recruiter goes comes through the program. I, I could give every recruiter the tw- the same twenty templates, but everything's going to look different because they're correct. each have their own human, their own experience, their own journey to get to this point. That's what I love about what we do in content creation. It's never going to look the same unless you directly copy and paste. Uh, post you know kevin 2020 uh but it's uh you know we we don't do that anymore so you're good but like that is that's that's the difference that's what makes it really nice and that's what people resonate with and it's scary for people like man they're gonna connect with me they're gonna listen yeah like that's what happens yeah you another great segue because and kind of mentioning this that's another great point because once people realize that yes it is a story about you but it absolutely has nothing to do with you is when you become a whole nother level of creator. So yes, my posts that say I 77 times, it appears to be about me. But interestingly, at the end of it, I'll have 700 comments because it's not about me because it because re- I made it, I wrote it in a way that would resonate with you because I write content where I'm speaking to one person. And so that's like, that's the unlock for most people where they don't like the reason they're in their own heads. Cause they think it's about them. Like, no, no, no. You are just trying to help one person focus on that one person. Think about them, get in their head again. It could be you from six months ago, but if you focus on that one person and help just one, you'll stop worrying about what you're going to say. Cause it's not about you. Who cares? Exactly. And that's, that's the other, it answers the like, well, you know, what do people say things or whatever? Who cares? They might for five minutes or, hey, do you see this? And then they're going to forget and they're going to move on with their day and the five million other things that they're doing uh, or pretending to be doing. So it's really not that big of a deal. And as you said, it's always it is about the prospect. And this is something in, in sales, we, in the sales coaching, we cover a ton in the program, but it's so tied together with content. The post is about them. You want to make the reader feel something resonate with you. You want to put something that they're thinking on paper and be like, yes, I've seen that. Like I've done, I've, I've run with that before. Like that's happened to me or like yada, yada. And then they attribute you like, Oh man, that like Kevin reads me like a book. You know, my favorite like the, line yeah. is get out of my head. Exactly. It's the best. It's my favorite. It's like, it's like I'm not the and people are like, Oh, did you write that about me? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's, it's like, I had like 10 conversations like that this week. Right. Cause I'm talking yeah. about what I experienced and finding those common themes and struggle points and, and objections and all that, those roadblocks. So. Yeah. yeah. Like talking about what you experience. That's the, that's just the easiest. That's the easiest unlock that people don't usually get. It's notes app, record voice memo. You can transcribe it with AI now. I mean, it's so easy to do it, to just like, just to get, just start taking notes, like get in the habit. Yeah. I mean, content is a muscle, right? You gotta, you gotta get reps. You gotta get reps. You gotta get reps. Right? We talked about it earlier to kind of get that clarity, you know, but those, you know, what are people struggling with and hiring an interview? What are the mistakes you're seeing on resumes, right? Like all this other stuff. And just start talking about it. Like your experience, your perspective, uh, you know, stay away from like the complaining and the victim mindset. And you're kind of, you're already on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be open, be open to have, like when you're writing it, 
try to start a conversation because in the comments, you know, you know how much content I've gotten from my comments? Like, I mean, I have so much content to get through because I write this stuff down because I'll be in my comments. I'll be conversating with somebody. I'm like, oh my God, like that's a great hook. I just got, I mean, I told you I got a book of hooks. Like I've got, I've got like 700 hooks and like 700 post ideas because they just come because I'm just thinking about the experiences that I have because I know I'm not special. I know I'm not the only one feeling this and experiencing this. Just to your point, you had 10 conversations of the same within a week. It wasn't that you were talking to that person. It's just that we're all in the same boat within reason. We just don't think we are. We're think, we're, we think we're the only one with a paddle. Like, no, we're all, we're all trying to float here, we're, but we're all sinking. So don't worry. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's – and that's also kind of when you know you found your niche and your vertical, right? That's why, why I push it because you can learn so much from talking to, say, people in the industry but having different conversations or their perspective, um, you know, whether it's recruiting or whether you're in healthcare recruiting or uh, working with recruiters or accounting and finance, right, whatever that looks like. Uh, it just helps, right? We always talk about repeatable skill sets and being able to make placements quicker. It's the same thing kind of with content, right? If your network is – kind of similar, you're going to be able to really become an expert in that vertical, in that niche quickly. Your content's going to be even more powerful and going to ring even more true with your ideal market. Um, to, to that point, I want to talk about the hooks, right? Mm-hmm. What, how'd you get to the place where you kind of started to see what stands out? Like what is important to think about? And we could talk a little bit more tactical right now with, with LinkedIn posts and like, what are you seeing as kind of like the effective framework, you know, for, for posts? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest to say I am. I'm not a big framework guy. I'm more kind of like the methodology um, in terms of just having like a having an idea. And so <clears throat> I think of hooks like this. It it whenever I try to create hooks, <laughs> I say that I say that clear is the new creative. I say it all the time. The hook is the one place where I'll say that creative is the new clear. For instance, I think my best performing hook of all time is every captain hook needs a Peter Pan. And then within the, within the, within the post. And so here, here's my point to, to, to getting back. So within the post, I talked about, um, I talked about the magic of curiosity being a child again. And, and so, and in my picture, so a hook is not just the top line. There are so many ways that you can hook somebody. Here's the strongest hook that I found over the last three weeks. So the hook was, um, every captain hook needs a Peter Pan. I told you kind of what I talked about. And then the, the picture was a hoodie of me with uh, Mickey mouse. So talking about magic and magical. So it's, it's finding a way to get multiple pieces because you can hook them in multiple ways. There's the hook and there's the ending. The reality of most people on LinkedIn, because you'll notice it in the comments, is they generally only read the hook or the ending. Very few will read the entire guts. And you can tell in the comments, it's quite easy to tell. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, right? Like me and Janai literally for a month on purpose, when we created our video content, we'd, we'd make the caption completely different from the video because we wanted to see who was full of it and who wasn't. 
and the comments are like the video would be making complete fun of the caption, but then people would only be reading like the top line of the caption and then react. So, so with that being thought of, honestly, you know, in terms of your post, that hook, that first line and the second line, and then that, that last to the second to last line and the, and the last line are the most important pieces of your content. So when you're thinking about your hook, a couple things, I never start with a hook. I always write the whole post and then I figure out the hook after. And here's why, because 10 times out of 10, okay, nine times out of 10, the hook is in the post. It's usually in the middle somewhere, right? Yes. It's usually right when you're actually about to get to the story that you're about to tell, that's the hook. And then I'll put it on the top. So when I wrote that Captain Hook, the Peter Pan Captain Hook thing, I wrote the whole post. And in the middle of my post, when I got to talking about my story, that's when I had said, hey, every Captain Hook needs a Peter Pan. Da -da 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 -da. And I just put it at the top because I knew that's what that's that's what would be like. OK, because what we're trying to do, y'all, is we're trying to open up a curiosity gap. What does that mean? That means. When you read it, you get curious about what else it has to say because you're like, where the hell is this going? You want to read a hook that doesn't make sense almost. Yep. Okay? You almost don't want it to make sense. This is where you don't want to be very clear. Don't ask a question, what are your thoughts on this? That's too clear because if they don't want to give their thoughts on that, they're not. You, you want to force feed them curiosity. That is what a great hook does. It force feeds them curiosity so that you're forced to read the next line. So when I'm writing it, when I'm writing my posts after that second line, I make sure each and every line has a place in the post. Because if any line is a repeat of the next one or doesn't fit with anything else I've had to say, then I know that people are going to use way too many brain calories to make clear of what is confusing and they're just going to move on. So when you start with that hook, you have to read out loud, or I would recommend you read out loud every next line and make sure it doesn't say the same thing over that you already said. And it keeps the story moving in a way that makes sense until you get to the end. I know that's a lot, but that's how, that's how I write posts. And that is the best way from all the people that I know how to write posts. That's, that's about I've been doing this a long time, y'all five, 10 minute masterclass right there. The, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. the hook <laughs> every time is in the middle of the post. Oh, so just yeah. start writing. Yeah. Just start writing the hook. You will write the hook and you're like, Oh, that's my opener. Like that's the, that's the top line. So it's just like, just get writing. Don't try to make it perfect on the first line. You'll get there. Right. It's a little bit like a, it's like a treasure hunt or an egg hunt or something like that. Just, just keep, you know, keep searching, keep looking for it. Like keep, you know, keep writing and it'll get there. Uh, that's a good well point. Said. That's actually, that, that's another good point. I think mo so most people that I coach on writing, they think that you have to have a plan. I abs y'all. And, and look, this, this is what comes with consistency. This is what comes with you writing every day. And once you start getting flexing, it, it is a muscle. Your brain is the biggest muscle. That's the, that's the brain calorie thing. Y'all. Your brain uses more energy than any other muscle in your body. So calories, it's not, it's, I'm not joking when I say that. So if you don't flex that muscle, if you don't train that muscle to wake up and write, 
then it's not going to be able to start at a place where you have your brain doesn't know where it's going, but you just keep writing. And, and it's crazy once you get consistent with that, how it just you get to the end of it. And then and then I am just here. Here is gold for you guys. Here's what I charge fifteen hundred dollars for my chart, my, my clients. I'm not even joking. I'm a pretty good writer, but I'm the best damn editor you've ever met. Look, your writing is going to be good. It's your editing. It's the going back into it, stepping away. Because here's what happens, y'all. When you write something, you are one human being. And then you come back and you're another human being. You have a completely different thought process. You could walk away for two minutes and you are a completely different human being than who wrote that two minutes ago. If you come back to that post, you're going to look at it in a completely different macro way and a micro way. I promise you. So that's why I encourage everybody. And not like I, I, I'm very black and white about this. If I have a thought about a post, I will stop the car on the side of the road. My wife knows this at this point. And if it's a thought, I will sit there and I'll write it on my phone. Boom, 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 boom. Done. And I won't look again. And I'll come back to it six hours from now when I'm done doing my family activities and stuff. And then I'll edit it. Cause I'm a, because I'm in a place that I'm not that same human being I was when I wrote it. I'm different. I have this editor mind frame. Okay. I, I love it. I, I haven't ever pulled over to, to write a piece of content, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I might, I might sneak in like a quick, a quick word note or something like that. Just enough to remember. <laughs> and he said, come back to it. You know, it, it's so important. You know, my wife's a third grade teacher and she talks about, it. she has kids, write edit it, revise it once more. And then the third time, like, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. And those exactly. fundamentals, they work for content. Now your structure and your grammar, you know, throw those lessons out the window that you learn yeah. in English. But the the revision process, that's always what drew me in. I had a, a sophomore year English teacher beat that into me. Revision, 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 redline, redline, redline. And it's just always... I always remembered it because sometimes I'll get sloppy and I'll just write and I just post and it'll do, it can do really well. It can do like it's, but yeah. it's, I need to follow that more when I do 100%. have the patience to stick it through a couple, like two or three revisions is always a lot better. Now my best performing posts have typically been four to six weeks in process. And yeah, that is 100%. like, I just 100%. like, if I were to truly listen, like and truly see that I'm like, I know that it's like, I've been thinking about this for weeks and I've been kind of writing it. And then one moment it'll just all come together. I post it and then boom, it does. It, yeah. it does amazing. Now, sometimes you do have to just get stuff out there. You said it's a muscle to, to practice, yeah. but to get to that point, say we're, say I'm a busy agency owner. I'm a full desk recruiter. I'm just, I'm busy in space. How do I create time to make content? Or why should I make time to make content? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think actually the why is the, actually the better part that'll help you figure out the, the reason and then that you'll do it. And it goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier. Um, you know, we're, we are, we're immersed in the digital age. Um, I am lucky enough that I am a blockchain recruiter. And so I, I'm, I'm knee deep in emerging technology, things like blockchain, NFTs, um, and, and essentially kind of web three. And what is the next evolution of the internet? The next evolution of the internet is both creator economy and the future of work guys. And this is, I, I honestly don't think this is up for debate anymore. It's kind of happening. It's happening under our feet right now. And, and the reality is people like me and Clark <clears throat> could use 
AI workflows and just a little bit of people help to build businesses that we once could not um, because we can scale things that we once could not. And that's because we can allow AI to scale the human things that we could not once do. So now I can do all, I can do all these more human things that I could not before because I had to be focused on the marketing. I had to be focused on the, on the paying attention the whole time the call was going on to transcribe. Like there's all these little things that I don't have to worry about now because AI takes care of it for me in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's effectual for me. So now I can focus on just the creating the content piece of it. Why does that matter? Because this year alone, okay, um, I took a year off from April 2022 to April 2023. From April 2023 to October 17th of 2023, I've gotten 900 and I checked it last night. I've got 950,000 impressions. That is 950,000 times, uh, maybe not people, but interactions that I've had with my posts. Those are people that, again, I would have never been able to reach in any other way, frame, mark, like no way. Okay. And then here's what's also happening, right? We're turning into a global economy. We have these things called CBDCs that are coming, central bank digital currencies, where we can have a global payment system, right? Where people could be working in Europe and Africa, and we're all working together in the same place. So that content that you're creating, it now has a global footprint. Now you're reaching, you are reaching people in Europe, in Africa, in Asia. And these are all the emerging locations that are starting to grow. Africa is starting to grow. Europe is starting to, Asia is starting to grow, right? These, these creator economies. And so the more that you understand that the digital age is upon us, that content creation is the best advertising and marketing that you could do, that right now most social media companies charge you for it and that right now LinkedIn is still giving it to you pretty organically. I mean, I cannot believe that if, if I was here the whole year, I would have three to four million impressions. That is insane to me. That's insane. And all I had to do was take the time to wake up every day and be consistent in my writing so that I could get better at it. Because the reality is in America, we live in the sports world where we think that we practice to perfection. So when you write, you are not practicing to perfection. There, I don't think there's many people that have a natural writing ability. Michael Jordan was not a natural at basketball. He had to train his ass off to jump 40 inches in the air and do all those things. The same is for you in writing. It's not going to come naturally. So you have to work at it and you're going to practice to permanence, not perfection. And then as you do that and write, and then you put that on LinkedIn, you're going to handshake people all day that you'd normally want to do business with. And then this amazing thing is going to happen where these people that do not comment on your posts, do not like your posts, but have been watching you the whole time in the background. Why? Why have they never commented and like? Because you're talking about all these things that are pain points for them. Why are they going to admit that they have all these problems with their business? They're not. They're going to DM you and tell you, dude, for the last three weeks, I've seen all your content and it's like, you know me, let's talk. And that's what happens. All the people that you see on my content that like and comment, 99% of them don't get business from. It's all the people you don't see that are the 99% of people that I get business from. And I cannot quantify that to people. I can't 
because you don't know unless you actually get those DMs and know. And that's how important creating content is. It's so important that you're going to reach people that you don't even know exist, but they need your help. And they're going to know you exist for six months, and they're gonna know. a year, right. two years before they reach out to you. And they're going to feel like they know you. And then when you help them, should they, I don't know, create content, they'd be more than happy to tell their network about you. And now you have a, and then it's just, it just metastasizes and grows. And that's the power of creating content in social media. You get access to so many networks and then you help the right person. All of a sudden your network has grown in a, in tenfold in a way that you could have never imagined. I mean, look like real quick, look at us, Clark, look at what we're doing right now. How did me and you, how did me and you meet content, content, comments, That's it. comments, likes you talked to Christina first. Christina was like, Kevin's awesome. And I was like, all right, I messaged you right after, you know, heard you had a great call with Christina. Like, let's talk. That was it. That was you know, it. We, we got, we got on, we kind of brainstormed some ideas. We weren't like, Hey, what's the exact number of this? Are you going to pay me here? Or am I going to pay you there? All that. And it's like, let's just keep talking because we're like-minded and i think that's what drives you and me is like i love finding like-minded people that think at my level that i can partner with collab with right like exactly don't get me wrong i love getting clients and make you know and sales and bringing building the program i love helping the recruiters but i also like finding kind of the strategic partners that i can build with and the value that you and Jonai brought in one call to the program that is now recorded, all the members go, going forward are going to have access to that. All the members that have been in are going to have access to that. Like that is gold. And that came from just us going back and forth. I'm like, man, you should get, just kind of share what you know, or just listen to some of the content questions and problems these people are having. And you come in like, boom, 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 right? A different perspective than me and Ross have. And I'm like, great. Cause like, that is what's going to build this thing is having five, six coaches that are giving perspectives that are all like-minded. Like, and that's like helping people that I really want to figure this out and are investing in themselves, which I have, I don't, I don't respect too many things more than I do someone that invests in themselves and puts in the work and like takes a chance on like upping the skill stack and like getting those results. That's like, I think I can do this like with the right guidance. I take that very seriously. Right. On the other end of it, I, I'm always looking like I, I can't learn from just me. I can't have that ego to be like, I am the only teacher. Right. There's different ways to look at it. People think and work differently. So content not only helped bring and build the program, you know, create revenue on my end, but it also allowed me to find those coaches like yourself, like Akili Flood, that are going to make this whole thing so much better. It's like the rising ships. And then you guys get to work with recruiters and get kind of see the impact you're having. And then you double down on the creator, con- you know, on the content and some of your ideas. It's just like it keeps getting better and better and better. So instead of just saying, I'm going to make the world better recruiting better right like that's how you just do it dude you just made me think that's the future of work that dude that's the future of work janide has a has a a thriving business no degree.com okay i've had pnt a thriving business you have digital recruiter a thriving business through content we all found each other because we're like-minded and think the same way just hop on a call just to see how things go, okay? I have my last four business partners from LinkedIn. I have, I have helped two agency gross seven figures 
because of LinkedIn. I would have never met Janide Iqbal, Clark Wilcox, Adam Posner, if it was not for LinkedIn and this platform and create and me and us taking action to create content consistently, because here's the part real recognize real. And there's something about that on this platform that I, again, I cannot stress to people when you create content enough, we know like there's something that me and Clark just know about each other because we create content and we know what that means. We know what it's like to consistently have to show up. We know what it's like to have to be in the comments. We know what it's like to have to be in the DMS to build these relationships. We know how much time effort and work that that puts in. And then we know the skill set you build when you show up consistently. And we know the value of that. So when you find those like-minded people that are doing those things, and then you can see yourself in that. I mean, I have goosebumps talking about this right now because I know what we're going to do like all jokes because the energy and enthusiasm and passion to help people with effectual ways, dude, that's like, I had like, and so that that's, the power of content is I, this would, I, I could have been working at Amazon. Like I would just be, I would just be like, none of this, none. The, the, you know, the sky is the limit. When you do it this way, the limitations and opportunity and possibilities that you open up, you cannot quantify. When I go work for somebody, I know the range. When we're doing what we're doing, we have no idea the range of people we're going to help or how we're going to help ourselves. And to me, that's fucking amazing. Uh, it's the most exciting thing. It's perfectly said by you. It is the, the unknown. Being able to tap into the unknown every single day is the most exciting part. You know, I had my best performance po performing post ever published last Wednesday, Thursday. That post had been scheduled for like five days. I didn't even know it was going to go out that day. Like I had forgotten about it already. Nice. Right? I'm like doing what I'm doing and all that. And like, I check. I'm like, what is going on? What, like, what, 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 did, I, what did I write about again? <laughs> like, and it just it blew up. I got like 60 comments. I'm like kind of tired. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go through a lot of comments. I'm like, it's a great problem to have. But I'm like, 100%. where did that post come from? Like, what, what like that resonated? I'm like, yep. well, yeah, I talked about that three weeks ago with Ross. We wrote about it. We collabed on the post and it went out. And then it just blew up. I'm like, oh, I guess like, I did have a pulse on that idea or the market there. Like, that is what is so fun. Like gold. So fun. That's gold. That's yeah. gold. What you just said is gold. You had, you wrote it, forgot about it, had no idea. And you couldn't believe that that resonated. Dude, we, we have no idea what message is going to resonate. We have no idea what's going to go viral. That's why it's important to put your thoughts out as much as possible. Like seriously, because you have no idea which one is going to, is going to help. Well, well, let's break it down. The post was about finding out the salary on the client side with a role, right? There's a whole yep. thing with the candidate, but on the client side, uh, we're paying 115. Okay, so if I find someone at 130, 130. that meets everything else, I shouldn't send them to you? Well, no, 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 you should send them. Like, we could have the budget for that, right? It's the whole thing is like salary rangers are, are, are they're bullshit until they're not, in a sense, yep. right? Like, that just is what it is. And 
every recruiter's dealt with that in some way, shape, or form, right? Every recruiter's been pissed off at a client or a candidate, <laughs> being like, what the heck? They said this, and it turned out to be that, yeah. and like, none, none of it makes sense, right? We all had that frustration, that pain. Everyone was commenting and all that. I'm like, oh, like I knew it was going to hit. A, like, I, I knew it when I was saying it and writing it because – I knew it was going to hit home, but it's 100%. like at that level. So 100%. like it goes that big. And I think this year, because it's October and it's been a hellacious year in agency recruiting, yeah. right? Of people pulling back the purse strings and really holding on to their cash and everything in a lot of industries, people are really resonating with that at that moment in time. And again, it just came from talking about it and hearing the frustrations. Yep. And just when you have that mastery, as you said, the content creators connect, but then just if you Think of an agency owner just posting. Your market may or may not be posting much on LinkedIn. You're hiring managers, but you're posting. They're going to see you as that authority and that, like, yep. you're getting out there and, like, you're leading from the front, right? I know the whole leaders from the back and all that, but with content, you lead from the lead from the front. And you don't have to be, I know better than everyone or this. It's just, like, this is what I'm seeing, right, amongst all the bullshit in the world and in your inbox. And, they're like, here's the truth. And nothing resonates more than the truth. And like that is always going to be the most powerful content. If you can make the truth entertaining, that is your gold. Like that is your content right there. And 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 to get to truth, you have to create a lot of content because you have to you have to get that confidence of being in your skin. You have to earn it. You have to, you have to earn, earn it. it. You, have, you have to yeah. know what is the truth. I mean, I, I mean that's, that's, we've that's, been trying to figure that oh. out for, for <laughs> since the start of man, right? Like, yeah. it's a never-ending journey. So it's like yeah. when you get bold enough to kind of throw it out there, and it's not yeah. about being yeah. a blanket statement or, like, it has to be this way, but just, yeah. like, this is my journey. People love – that's why we yes. love stories, right? We love yes. hero journeys and everything else. Like, people want to hop on – up on that train and kind of kind of follow you where yeah. where you're going and it doesn't yeah. you don't have to be make crazy proclamations go nuts yep. like say things just to say things and to start fires like just the battle as you said of just work and just that day-to-day yeah. -day and making the process and the grind a little bit more enjoyable that's what people resonate with right and if you're just adding a little help along the way even better right they're gonna reach out to you you're gonna stay top yep. of mind you're gonna end up having all those sales touch points right at least eight touch points to get a client all that through content you can accomplish so many of your sales business development goals like along content and it's fun and you get way more emotional connection versus 20 cold calls to the same person it's like when yep. is this person gonna stop calling me so it's it's a whole different mindset. It's just the friction goes away so much. And I love getting messages from clients that are like, look at this inbound lead. Look at that inbound lead. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we need PTs. We've worked with other recruiters, but I really think we need one that's been a physical therapist before. I want to I want to talk to you. Yeah. So it's it's a layup. Yeah. It is it's it's Yao Ming just turning around and just dunking, right? With versus me or Muggsy Bogues trying to dunk. Right. I mean it's a whole I know those are some throwbacks, but it's <laughs> just I, it, I, it, you know, it's it's a layup. So yeah. it, I, that's what I love. Love about it when it's you start to really execute. Yeah. Yeah. That that clarity within your messaging, it, it only comes with you showing up being consistent and then finding out what that clarity is for your audience. Yeah. Um, again, going back to like, it's, it's just not about you. You're, you're speaking for them. You're there to help them. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about creator magicians, right? You and Joe and I had started this. Um, yep. You've been getting out there, helping executives, recruiters, you know, content, you know, resume, all this other stuff. Talk to me. What's that project? How'd it come to be? What are you guys working on? 
Yeah. yeah. So it came to be when the recruitment market, um, the recruit, the, the job market really just went in the tank of maybe like June, July. Um, yeah, went, went from, went from 12 clients to, to one in a, in a quick time and, uh, and denied, uh, kind of the same deal. And so we are, we're commiserating on a call trying to figure out what next steps are. And then through said commiseration and next steps, we, we just, we ended up starting creating like some video content. I looked back at it and I was like, that was kind of funny. Edited it, posted it online. Didn't know what would happen. Other people thought it was funny. That's interesting. Showed up the next day, actually went into, to like create content. And then Janide, this is how it started. Janide asked me a question about my resume. And I think he asked me, is it like hundred percent true? And then I, 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 I told him this very honest answer and he just died laughing. And I was like, wait a second. So then I went back to the drawing board, edit it. And I was like, I think we have honest interviews. And that's how honest interview started in terms of us creating content together through that people record. So through us creating content together, getting in each other's networks, people recognized that I was a recruiter and he's kind of on the job search side. So then they started asking, Hey, what are you guys doing? We were doing nothing, but because people were asking, we were like, maybe we should be doing something. <laughs> so that's how we started job search strategy. That's how we started create. That's how we started, um, career magicians, which is our job search strategy side. And then we have creator, um, um, content magicians, which is more of the executive side. And so the two businesses that we do is, um, we have clients that we help with, um, both recruitment and marketing agencies that are our founders and business owners that are looking to get online, build leads online and understand how to create content on LinkedIn. And so we kind of do it twofold. We have a done for you service, which is we will, um, we will, uh, create your text posts, video posts, kind of your, your media carousels, things of that nature. And then we have kind of a, a train for you service for anybody that wants to learn as well. And so we are, we are big on, on people that, that want to, uh, that want to, uh, educate themselves so that we're more than happy to create a pack or we've, we've also created a package where we can teach you copywriting, teach you content writing and storytelling, um, on top of that, if you yourself wants to unleash your creative. And so I, I think for the most part, what we recognized is, you know, we've been podcasters, we're recruiters, um, you know, within the scope of what we do, just like right here, we research people, we it's all about you, we create content. So everything that we've always done has been creating content and building our personal brand, building the network. I've written books, we've, we've both written for other people. So it's all things we've done. We just finally put it together through ourselves in a more edutaining way. Um, so if you see creator magicians, uh, we do a lot of funny videos. We try to be entertaining as as well as we are educational because we just believe that, you know, delivering that same educational message in a more entertaining way is the best way for us to learn. And you, do, you guys do a great job of it. I mean, you, you, you speak the language so eloquently and just get to the heart of what is effective and what's not effective. That's why, you know. I want to, I wanted to partner. I mean, that's why we all wanted to partner, right? Cause you saw the yep. digital recruiter community and I'm like, I see the value add on both sides. And so partnering up, how can we deliver like what you guys are doing? Cause we, you know, do some of the same thing, right? Coaching and that fulfillment. And so instead of looking at each other as competitors, we're like, how do we collab yep. and make this thing bigger and better and impact more people? And then that's what is exciting, right? There's a whole, like, as an adage before you talk about the, the digital, the creator economy, it unleashes that abundance mindset for a lot of people. Both of us are like, there's so many people we, we can help that we got to go out there and try to help. Like, how do we put our, all our brains together and really make this thing strong? 
right? And kind of share ideas and make this better. So the result that our clients get and that our clients invest in is way better now than it could have been six months ago. It's going to be way better in six months than it is now. That's yep. what the exciting piece is. Um, and, and what's super fun. That's why I'm excited to have you guys on these group calls that we run digital recruiter kind of get those inputs, yep. um, you know, work on, you know, creating content for, for clients and stuff like that as well. So super, just really exciting stuff. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, that that call was awesome. Again, you know, there there are there's little, we we have big macro picture, but there's a lot of tactical things that we know because you know, as we mentioned, we're in the trenches here every day. A lot of the bigger creators on this platform are also good friends of ours, so we we get a lot of information on the algorithm, you know, on on just you know uh, the future of LinkedIn beta programs, things that they're doing, and then just through trial and error of, of ourselves, we're marketers. We like to A/B test everything. Um, we experiment like a mofo. So, you know, for, for those kind of people, we're, we're not afraid to try things and to figure out what works. Um, so yeah. And we have a, we have so much fun because, cause you know what, at the end of the day, everybody, everybody's very curious and thirsty about being in this place right now with content. And I, I just love that everybody's coming at it from an educational standpoint. They really want to learn, really want to engross themselves. So it's been a lot of fun and you guys have fantastic clients. Oh, well, I, we definitely do. I, I'm glad that, you know, you get to, to see that. I, I love working with our crew. I mean, it's the, the show up rate to the calls is extremely high. People are invested, putting in the work, trying to figure it out, right? Asking questions, putting themselves out there, right? And just, you know, wanting to be different and knowing that like, all right, I committed to this. I said, I'd show up. I said, I'd be coachable. I said, I'd execute. That's what's fun. That's what I love about the digital recruiter. And then that's what I think it's so fun as coaches to get in and you work with people like that. It's like, I'll go above and beyond, like whatever you need, like we'll go above and beyond, you know, people that just show up with a good attitude and trying to figure that out. You know, I was talking about that with, with my wife the other day, cause she started to kind of, she's taking a year off from teaching to help recruiting a little bit. And she's seeing the difference of candidates that like you want to fight for and the candidates that block off opportunities for themselves by the way they say something or they assume something or they sit call people names recruiter names or whatever and all that like you start to really see the people that you want to fight for the people that are like ah like man that person keeps shooting themselves in the foot right and like that's that's i think what we're kind of doing over here like people that want to do it the right way that work hard, but can also allow for grace, you know, where yep. things are moving quickly, right? No one's trying to like step on each other or get anyone's ways. Like life just happens. And I do think there's a dividing line right now in potentially society and online of people that are just yep. like sick of the sarcasm and the irony and the like, yep. what about this and gaslighting and all this. I'm like, yep. just go over there. Like, I yep. don't want to deal with it. We're trying yep. to go over here and right, add that value, create good content, be lighthearted, be fun, be positive, but like get work done at the same time. Like there's no laziness associated to it, but we're going to keep it real. Like if you're going to ask like a snarky question or misinterpret a post on purpose, like see you later. Like, all right, yeah. like get out of here, you know? And like, that's, it's important to create it and it's important to protect that community. And I, I do feel passionately about that as well. You have to protect your energy, enthusiasm and creativity. And uh, honestly, the more and more that I disconnect from the negativity, uh, do you know what the easiest thing to do is to just respond negatively? It's, it's or, so easy. Well, the second easiest is to unfollow. So I try no, to make that, 100%, 100%, I try to make that the first thing. Yeah. What? Well, and I, well, I just mean, you know, and that's why I think it's just so negative because it's just so easy because everybody projects, right? The hard thing to do 
is to see that negative post that resonates with you and just keep it moving because it's going to protect your energy, your enthusiasm, and your creativity. I literally, and thank you, Jonidic Ball, I literally let go of a, I'm not kidding you, Clark, a six-figure opportunity because it was killing my creativity, energy, and enthusiasm because the environment was so horrible that it was not worth it. And, and sure that not, I am so much more happy as a result of that. I could, and there is no money that I can price to that. Like, and I know that now having gone through life and having been there before, there's no money. There's none. So to your point, hundred percent. I'm with you and, and you're living it. Right. And when you say that, it's like, it's, I believe it. I know it's true because you can't have the energy and kind of the show up that you do if you're not making those decisions in your life and having those boundaries. And I think that energy is obvious to people. And that's why I always say to anyone listening, if you want to get good at sales, dial in your own, your, your own energy, your internal compass, like all that, like get your SHIT in order and it'll resonate like with the clients and say, no, don't be afraid to say no to opportunities that don't work for you. That's I always tell people like quality clients, you got it. You're going to say no. A lot of times you're going to think you have a lead. That's not, that's a crappy lead, right? Get comfortable digging, asking good questions, right? Understanding what your boundaries are. And then it starts to just chip away. I mean, I can't believe I'm here after three, four years ago, and I'm sure you're in the same place. You're like, how did this all happen? in three and four years. Like, this is crazy, right? But it's just one day at a time and those little decisions add up and add up. And everything you've talked about, like your network builds and people look at you and they talk to you and they're like, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not the same person I was four or five years ago. I mean, I the same heart that I, you know, that, that, that I you know, did three years ago, but all the opportunities are way different now. Cause like, you know, I'm not afraid to say no to certain people and yeah and like my yes is always a hell yes you know my no yep. sometimes like i don't i'm sorry i don't got time for it you know yep. i had someone that booked another call on my calendar this week kept booking twice with no interest in investing in the program kept trying to sell me something i just kept canceling it i'm not talking to you right you're going on my calendar and you're selling me something that i already told you i don't need like what are we doing here Right. And like, you get like, what, what, I'm not, I'm not having, I'm not having that. Right. Yeah. But you're getting there like, Hey, I'm ready to learn. Like I want to, I want to get better recruit. I want to get better sales all in. Come on in. Let's make yeah. it happen. It might not be a right fit right now, right? The same day I had another call with someone. He shouldn't sign up until next year. I was like, go make this happen. This should be your niche. Go get the reps and come back to me after you get the reps. Right. Cause I could tell he kind of just needed to get them. And yeah. that's it. Like I'm happy to have that call. Right. I don't need everyone to buy right now, but you got to have those boundaries. Uh, and it's yep. so, so important. That's why I'll always support smaller creators. Yep. Always, always. Absolutely. Kevin, this has been awesome, man. I know this will not be the last time because we're no. just getting started. We are just right. getting started. But I'm assuming we're finding you on LinkedIn, probably the best place to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've kind of burned all the other boats right now. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the place to find me. So Kevin Logan Jr. I think I'm only a one of one there. NFT. Uh, yeah, you can find me there. Awesome, man. We'll, we'll appreciate you coming on, um, sharing all the Thanks insights, the gold, your Heck story. Yeah. Of course, man. Of course. So, uh, awesome. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Yep. The Digital Recruiter Podcast. Go uh, search up Kevin Logan Jr. on LinkedIn. Connect with him. He's a great follow. He's got some great content. And stay tuned for more stuff that we're doing together. So that'll do it for this episode. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Happy hunting.